0: Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We're here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Ma, and I'm a director at Softway, a business-to-employee solutions company that creates products and offers services that help build resilience and high-performance company cultures. At Softway, we have a belief that our best learnings come from being uncomfortable. So today, we're going to practice some more of that. We're going to continue our series in which we look back at particular moments in our past, talk about what happened, what we learned about it, and see where it's gotten us today. So just a little bit of awkwardness with a little bit of learning, a little bit of vulnerability. Hopefully that's the formula we have brewing. And today I have some Hopefully, by now, familiar faces joining me. We have Aaron Poole, Associate Director at Software. Welcome back, Aaron.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Hey, guys.
0: And we have Ashley Vega, Associate Director at Software. Welcome, Ashley. Thanks, Jeff. And once again, Mohammed Onward, President and CEO. Hey, Mo. How's it going? Hey, everyone. And so I've gathered us together again to talk about the past. And today's topic, um, as our audience may be familiar, we run a a show called Seneca, a a like a, a very unique experience for leaders to work on their behaviors and their self-awareness, and their it's a, it's it's kind of our flagship product here at Softway. And this show um, that we run this program is come through many different iterations it's been built over experiences and 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 all that kind of good stuff and we have some stories i guess i guess we have some stories of the early days of Seneca when this thing was still getting off the ground you know this was built from the ground up and learned through trial by fire blood sweat and tears late nights long weeks all these things and so i've assembled us together today because that's one of the, this is where we go way back. I mean, we've obviously worked together for years, but I mean, the story of Seneca is something that the the four of us, plus many others who aren't with us, but the four of us have watched, be have seen birthed from nothing into to where we are today. And so I'm going to um, pick your brains a little bit about, about the beginning eras of Seneca. In particular, I know that this was not, something that was created without conflict. It was not something that was created without a little bit of disagreement, a little bit of, um, you know, just team dynamic issues and just being able to, we had a lot, a lot of learnings. I would say Seneca has created so many learnings for us as individuals, as teams, as an organization. So um, I'm gonna pick on Ashley to start uh, here today, just to set the stage. So really tell us about, I mean, the how you know the the time period we're in and what was going on this time. Tell us about Seneca in the early days.
2: Sure. So back in 2018, which seems like yesterday, but also seems like it was a long time ago because we've done so much since then, we uh, came ap- across an opportunity with one of our clients where they were they were really interested in how we had transformed our culture and they wanted to bring that into their organization. And so it was one of these things where we're like, "Oh, well, we don't, we don't really do that." Like that was all internal, uh, and they were like, "No, we, we want you to do this." So, so we gathered a bunch of people, we put our heads together in a room, we started brainstorming and thinking, like, "Can we do this? What does it look like? What do we need to do?" And that's how cynical leaders was born. Uh, from there, we, Aaron and I both had clients that were interested in it, so we we ended up doing like a pilot, which was just to make sure that this was something that they wanted to invest in. And um, we lo- we learned a lot of things from that pilot. Um, there was a lot of brainstorming and content creation, a lot of logistical things that we had to kind of figure out and learn as we went, um, even from like audio visual, um, breakout rooms, like just all of the things that you can think of. I think of it as like, we were planning a wedding and we didn't know what we didn't know. We're not formal like wedding planners. It wasn't a wedding, but you get the point like, do you want ivory napkins or do you want uh, what's the party favor? And I, I think that if I think back to that time, number one, it was absolutely crazy what we accomplished. We had to get this pilot done in like less than three weeks. We didn't have a venue, we wouldn't have anything. And we made it happen. And It was um, an incredible feat um, on our team and our team dynamic because I don't think any of us had worked together that closely at that point. Is that enough scene setting? What do you think?
0: I think I think a wedding was probably the best literal like kind of analogy for the audience to understand because they they've never been to a Seneca so they don't understand the the production that it is. It's I keep using the word show. It's not technically a show, but it, you know you can kind of look at this training program it's across 2 days at a venue with everything very much you know like designed to be an experience from end to end so i think the we- the wedding analogy really struck me as appropriate um yeah i think that's some good scene setting so i guess from there i'd like to talk about specifically our team dynamics within that space i know um you know maybe i'll start with mohammed here because over during this time, obviously, this is a big deal. I mean, it's a huge opportunity. So there's a lot that can go wrong. And there's a lot that we want to go right. So can you tell us a little bit about, about like the mindset we're going into this and kind of, um, yeah, where, where you're at, at that time?
3: Sure. So this was a opportunity that kind of just landed on our laps, right? Like, we aren't in the business of doing we weren't, at least at that time, in the business of doing leadership experiences. However, uh, one of our largest clients you know, saw our own culture going through its own transformation and they wanted to see that for themselves. And so they came to us and told us, hey, go do this. And I told our customers that, hey, we've never done this before for customers. And they were like, no, we know it. Uh, we know you've never done it, but we trust you. We trust that you guys will be able to pull this out better than anybody else in the marketplace. And that trust that our customers showed towards me and Softway and our team just unlocked this sheer desire to not disappoint our client, our customer. And that trust that they bestowed on us and empowered us with like, made our team jump <laughs> loops and hoops and everything we could to make sure that, you know, we made this a successful event. And, um, and yeah, uh, like make sure it has the outcomes. That's not just important for our business, but at the end of the day, that, that, that feeling of being empowered by someone like that and trusting you, even despite you've never done it before, you've never had experience doing this. When someone bestows that level of trust upon you, I think it just, just unleashes this desire, not out of fear, but out of like sheer desire to not disappoint the other person. So I think that drove us a lot to take on the challenge. We knew it was a challenge. It was a three week challenge. None of us at the organization had ever thrown an event like this. Neither are we event planners or have any idea of how to like, you know, orchestrate um, a two day experience that we were asked of. So, I think, from there, like it was a decision that I had to make to go forward with this, but I obviously took the confidence that my that the team came and demonstrated to me and said, "Hey, Mo, we got this. We can take care of this. Uh, you know, some of us have some experience with venues, some of us have experience with this and that. We'll figure it out. Let's take it on. It's a pretty big deal for the company. So that's kind of how we accepted the challenge. Sign a contract and went, you know, on this race, it was a sprint, uh, three weeks making this a reality. And uh, I think for me personally, being a very, um, I would say I'm a very, uh, I mean, I'll have to admit, I think I micromanaged a lot back in the day. And for me to try to like kind of pass on that trust that we were bestowed upon my customer to everyone else on our team to go do what they needed to do was very difficult for me. I, but I think in the first week of doing this, I realized, oh my gosh, I can't do this by myself. I can't be everywhere trying to do everything, trying to be involved in the middle of everything. I just can't do it. Um, But I didn't let go. Even despite that it was ultimately, you know, Ashley, you, you, you came to me one day and you're like, no, just back off. We got this. Just just leave leave me the hell alone. Like, I'll take care of this. You don't need to worry about this. And I still remember that conversation you had with me. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Ashley. I deep down I'm like, I don't know if she should be speaking to me that way, but also I was like, glad you did. Because I was like, I, I was I was dying. I was like, I needed help, but I wasn't willing to ask for help because I was so arrogant. And like, you know, so I had so much ego about myself that when you came and said that, I was like, I didn't know what to make out of it, except like, actually, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> so that that's how I remember, like, that's how it started with the team trying to then take empowerment like trying to own the empowerment and advocate for themselves. Like, Ashley, you did a great job advocating for yourself and saying, Muhammad, don't worry. I got this. Please step away. And that, I think, was very important for me to hear, which I, I think uh, I could have easily reacted a different way with you. But, I mean, that's just one instance. But, uh, Ashley, I don't know if you have anything to say about that. What? How did you feel coming up to me and saying that? <laughs>
2: Okay, so I was still pretty new. and I've got some event planning
3: background, so
2: I was feeling pumped because I'm like, this is cool. How did I land here where I get to do this other thing that I like to do in my like project manager job? So pretty cool. But also like three weeks. so i'm I'm over here looking ahead and I'm like, okay, we have like eight million things to do. And everybody is stepping on each other's toes. Um, there was a group of people that were creating content and that we're gonna be facilitating. And like, they were just all up in the logistics business and including Muhammad. Like we had a team, Aaron and I were on a team. We had a couple of other people. And it was also a weird dynamic with Aaron and I too, because the pilot was actually her client, but she was going to be out of town for the day of the pilot. And then my client was interested too and was like really close to signing. So it was some weird dynamic things even between Aaron and I, but I remember I was like, we are getting nowhere. So the logistics team had a meeting where we like, this isn't working. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go talk to Muhammad. I like had my notes. I had written down what I was gonna say. I was worried about you reacting badly. Um, and I remember I went in there and I was like, Muhammad, I need you to explain. <laughs> basically what I said to you. I was like, you guys, I was like, we're putting on a show. Like, this is a production. You need to focus on the content. The content is key. If the content's not good, the rest of it's going to be bad, and we're not going to do what we need to do. I was like, I need you to trust me. And he was like, Well, okay. And I was like, No, I need you to trust me. Like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, And we're going to mess up. And that's okay too, because we've never done this before. And we're going to work it out. It's going to be okay. And, um, and he was like, All right. And then, <laughs> You look a, a little bit ahead and everything went well, successful. We signed some contracts. Aaron and I both started doing a bunch of stuff and traveling. And I remember I'm like, Muhammad, do you wanna look at this contract for for Singapore venue? Like, you know, it's in different it's not even in USD. Like, do you wanna look at this? He's like, No, nope, just sign it. it's fine. I'm like, Do you wanna know how much it costs? He's like, No, it's fine. I trust you. I'm like, like we're just like 180 and i stressing like, okay, well, I guess I'm like signing contracts for across the world now and then he trust me, hope I don't mess it up.
0: Aaron, what is your take on, on all of this from those early days of Seneca?
1: Um, it was like a very much a whirlwind just looking back or thinking back on that. Um, there were so many people involved and I do not have any event planning background but I know Ashley and I are definitely the type of people it's like oh uh can you get this done and we're like yeah we can no problem uh so you know looking at the fact that I did not have any event planning experience I was like damn yeah no problem let's let's just get it done um and luckily there's other people around me that did but um yeah, it was, it was a little terrifying in the beginning, but one of those of like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna work out. You know, we did have some hiccups in the pilot, but I think that with that, um, allowed us to be able to pivot, um, even better for the next hiccup in the next show and all the subsequent ones after that, um, and basically turn this thing into a well-oiled machine. Um, we've, you know, traveled all around the world. There's been hiccups that for, you know, with venues, with transportation, with, you know, God knows what. But um, you know, I think by every single one of those hiccups, we really learn um how to deal with one another in those moments, how to respond, not react. Um, and how to how to create learning moments every step of the way. Uh, so that by the time, you know, these happen in another country where you don't speak language, you're like, no problem. We got this. So that's that's kind of. <laughs> uh-huh. I have
3: one story. Like <clears throat> we were in London doing a Seneca session, and the videos that play on the monitors uh, for the presentation. I have a video that's in my section that I present for. It um, it stopped working. It didn't work. And I basically was like in the middle of the show, in the middle of like presentation in the video that's supposed to play, doesn't play. So I look back to, it was Ashley and Chelsea and I looked back to you guys and I said, hey, I guess this isn't working. And I got this look from them. I got a look where like you never tell something's not working in front of the audience. And I got like, lectured and like told afterwards you never ever in the middle of a show say something's not working (laughs) you just keep going and i'm like oh my gosh okay got it got it got it like from here and after that that was actually a very good tip because a lot of things would go wrong in in there it's normal technical glitches or something wouldn't work or audio would stop working And like internet problems, you know, we've encountered it all. Or clicker problems. Oh my gosh, clicker problems. Um, (laughs) We've had had lots of issues. Um, So, but that taught us to trust each other. Where I'm like, I'm up on the stage. I'm presenting. If something doesn't work, the team has got my back. They will fix it. They will take care of it. You just keep the show running. And I think I learned a very... Like that tip that was like never say that there's a problem. From that day on, even when we had problems, we were able to without ever even communicating with each other, we knew things are gonna get fixed, things are gonna get taken care of. Just maintain your composure and keep going. And uh, in you know, I, I've had several attendees come to me and tell me, you know what, Muhammad, you are teaching us about not reacting and responding and being patient. You know, we saw that in demonstration today with how you responded when your presentation stopped working and how you, you know, basically the good examples were like, you guys, you know, I didn't see you misbehave or react or yell at anybody for things not working. And, and, you know, it actually became a lesson in real time. When things go wrong, how do leaders handle it? And like, that's how it kind of like ended up becoming, became a lesson that we weren't planning on teaching. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, incidents like that, including food. We had an instance where we we had a, I think it was the first uh, pilot itself. We, I think we miscalculated the amount of food we had to order and uh, we ended up having less food. Remember, Ashley? And oh, <laughs> you wanna yes. You want to describe so, that situation? Yeah, so,
2: so, here's what happened. So, th- remember, this is our first time we've ever done it. We have a lot of big ideas. And from a logistics team standpoint, all of the big ideas have like 18 steps that need to be executed. It's like, oh, well, we wanna do three breakout rooms. Like, oh, our event doesn't have three breakout room spaces. Let's figure that out. Oh, we wanna, you know, do have a a box where we put in cards. It's like, okay, now I need a box. I need markers, I need a card, I need all these things. So this idea came in um, trying to show, I think it was an exercise in equity. And so we were like, okay, The idea idea was like we would give part of the guests a smaller portion of food and the rest of the guests would get a larger portion of food and it was just kind of like a social experiment to see if anybody would notice. And we did that and we ordered the food and we did all the things except the caterer we went with, I don't know exactly what happened, but basically the larger portion of food equated to like an appetizer salad. And so (laughs) when we finished the exercise, everybody was like, oh yeah, really cool. And then they were like, but where's the rest of my food? And people were so upset. We went to the next like topic and you could tell people were chatting and they were like, oh, I'm going to order pizza. Like they were starving. We, we didn't give them enough food by far. And so we're all in the back and we're like trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're like, listen, we're just going to order pizza. And Muhammad's like, look, I'm going to go own it. So, so he goes up to the front. He's like, guys, listen. I know we didn't, we missed the mark on the food. We know that you're hungry. We're going to order pizza. And so we brought in a bunch of pizzas and figured out a way to like get pizza in the building within like 45 minutes. So everybody could eat. And everybody was really, really grateful, but it was definitely, we never you should see some of the food spreads we come up with now, because we're like, we're never doing that again. We're ordering too much food because that will never happen again in, in Seneca history. So Aaron you weren't there you were in Japan but I know Jeff and Muhammad were there I know you heard about it you
1: were on the chat Well chats. I I booked the caterer um based oh. off of um, you know recommendations from people who had worked with with um, you know these caterers before and who had done event planning so I was like Heck yeah, let's just get somebody that somebody knows, right? Duh, everything's gonna go well uh, if you do that. Um, and, you know, I remember call, calling them, talking on the phone, and emailing, like, here's the logistics of what's gonna happen. Like, does that make sense? Do you get it? Do you understand? And they're like, yeah, uh huh. So I'm like, perk, we're done. Cool. No need to double check or anything. <laughs> We nailed it. Um it's it's in budget. I told them what my budget was. They put it in budget for me and we're good to go. Um, no problem here. Um, and then I was, yeah, uh in Japan when all the problems happened. So uh, <laughs> so sorry about that, y'all.
3: <laughs> so sorry. But you know what the what the funny thing is, like <clears throat> that incident actually made that experience that much more meaningful for the mm-hmm. attendees because you know, Seneca Athletes. is all about yeah, and it was all about practicing vulnerability and taking ownership, and you know how leaders have a hard time taking ownership and stuff. So that accident or incident left everyone with a bad taste in their mouth—no pun intended. But uh, so, so when we were like trying to figure out how do we like solve this problem, um, you know, instead of just solving the problem with pizza, we also went up and took full ownership, and we said, you know what, we messed up. We completely apologize. We didn't intend to like have less food ordered and stuff. So people actually took that, uh, took more learning from that incident than the actual topics you're talking about, because they're like, Oh my gosh, you guys, your team demonstrated everything that you're talking about today, that you're trying to teach us. You guys actually practice it and your relationship, your care for each other, the way you behave with each other makes this, Seneca sessions is that much more impactful, and so we didn't do all of that intentionally. It just happened, and I guess uh, how we treated each other in the moment was actually a lesson for many. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool as well. In that
1: case, in that case I'm going to take full credit um, for, <laughs> <laughs> for for the successful pilot. You know, I knew y'all had it had that in y'all. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think uh, when it comes to what we call you know high performance teams or high performing teams, high reliable teams like these, you know it's hard to define exactly what that is. Like one hundred percent, every team is different. Every team has its ups and downs and flaws. And something I when, when we as we talk about these these days of early workings together, I really look back and see this tangible, like early kind of. Turning point for us as individuals, this this team of that you know, works um focus on Seneca and then software as a whole. I mean our our lives definitely changed in those moments, right? Like I mean, today this is what we this is like a main thing we do is Seneca and what we bring to 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 leaders around the world like that at that time, that moment, it's hard to imagine, but we this was just like the very first kind of, foray into that that realm and but what i see is that there's these moments where muhammad you mentioned we were empowered as an organization as a team to go do something we've never done before and then that critical that critical moment where Mohammed and, and other leaders had to practice paying that empowerment forward where okay it's not okay Mohammed, dev i remember you took on that as a you took that challenge on very personally you were like I'm not going to mess this up. This is our, this is our shot. And, but instead of holding on to it and being like, I better make this perfect. You actually paid it for it to like Ashley and Aaron and others saying, okay, then I'm going to also trust you to be empowered as well. And that kept paying for it. I think we did that in many ways, even onto our caterers and onto other people. Like we kept having this trust built and I look back and I'm really proud of um, where we are today because our, you know, we talk about vulnerable trust quite a bit. And I think this team holds a lot of vulnerable trust for each other. And we're very close in that way. And so much of it was forged in the fire of just these things going wrong and things that we had to adjust. And this trust of everyone saying, you know what? We're like, we've made so many mistakes in front of each other, all of us, mm-hmm. that it's almost like, like expected super okay. And we support each other through all of them at this point. It's just like, that's just how it feels to me. But I don't know. I just wanted to share that. That thought, yeah. Yeah, and I think, sorry, go ahead, Aaron.
1: I I think that in that moment, just Mohammed, Jeff, it, any of y'all could have been like, Aaron messed this up. She had no event planning experience. Get her off this project. You know, no more for her. Um, and that was definitely not the the reaction at all. So um I think just the amount of trust of like, well, it was a hiccup, but you know, that's okay. Let's keep going. Um, you know, really showed the empowerment that y'all and and trust that y'all have
3: for me. And I know Jeffy coined uh, the phrase power of empowerment. When you empower people from a vulnerable place and truly empower them, you unleash what we call the power of empowerment. This is when the teams are able to do things that might seem impossible for regular teams or pull off uh, results that, you know, in a normal situation would seem impossible to do. And that's the power of empowerment. I mean, that's ultimately our biggest takeaway. Like we learned it through the trials and tribulations of hosting these events and shows. And right now, I think our team is more a firm believer in power empowerment than we've ever been. Mm -hmm.
2: I think that, sorry, Jeff, one last thing. I, I think that it was really interesting when this all went down because this was, a group of essentially leaders, right? that were content brainstorming and facilitating. And then us as these project managers were coming in, and there was a dynamic that lives, right, between leaders and project managers. But it all got blurry, and it had to because you know, during the day of event, like that's that's our show. We have to make sure we're on time. We have to make sure all the pieces move and flow and We make decisions on the pivots and we work together as a team. And I think that it really elevated our role on this team because we were able to see each other as peers and nobody's ideas were too small. And maybe we can make this tweak. And even around content, right, that wasn't necessarily Aaron and I's forte, but we were able to look at body language and make adjustments and make suggestions even around content and be active contributors on this team. which definitely wasn't my experience prior. Like prior, you're a project manager, these are your functions, your responsibilities, here's what you do, you own it in this way. And this was just completely different. And I thought, I think that we, our team has come so far and we can talk about anything, like really anything. I can walk into a room and be like, Muhammad, that that was bad. Let's talk, where did that come from? What's wrong? or look i'm just not here today i i i'm going to go <laughs> i'll be back you know like we can have these kind of conversations in real moments i think that's all from that vulnerability based trust before we were operating before i had that conversation with mahawi where i'm like you you got to let this go like it was very much like predictive based trust like this is all they can do this is what i know them to do and then you just kind of you let us go and trusted that we were going to make it happen and here we are
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I personally joke sometimes, but not really, that Ashley, you, you and Aaron are people I would trust with my life. And it's like, well, why not? I've seen you do tons of things you've successfully that you've never done before. So um, it's all it's all from these moments that we've been through. It's just something really powerful, and I can't say enough about it. So this was actually really fun to walk down this memory lane here um, and really be proud of, of a lot of things now that we've gotten a chance to just talk about it. So, you know, not all of these episodes have to be all awkward and 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 putting Muhammad in weird, awkward positions, but we can also talk about all these nice, warm, fuzzy feelings. I love it. I love it. So thank you, Aaron, Ashley, Muhammad, for joining me on another trip down memory lane. Um, here at Love is a Business Strategy, we are posting episodes every Tuesday. If there's a topic you'd like to cover or any feedback you have, please let us know at softway.com slash labs, L-A-A-B-S. And if you like what you heard, as always, please do share, uh, please do re- send it. leave us a review, rate us on Apple and Spotify, all that good stuff. And with that, thank you all for joining. Thank you to my guests and my team members here. We'll see you all next week. Have a good one.